Hey guys, my name's Nash, welcome to the pod. This week on the podcast, we've got a massive show lined up for you. We've got a brand new sports segment, we hear about some of the sweet research coming out of UNSW, and we catch up with the ever-insightful PB&J. But first, let's talk hacking. So, Saturday the 5th of September, as the sun rose on what would be a glorious open day at the University of New South Wales, many of us woke to a tidal wave of semi-pornographic clickbait coming from the university's Facebook page, ranging from Mia Khalifa's Instagram to the internet freaking out over a certain Mexican weather woman. So, the university regained control later in the day, but lost it again the following Monday. A hilarious well-timed prank, or a serious act of cybercrime, whatever your opinion, You've got to admit, this one was pretty interesting. So Gloria and Trudy from The Fixers hit the campus this week to find out what your experiences with hacking have been. Tell us what you know about hacking. My boyfriend left his Facebook open on my phone, so I proceeded to post random statuses about him, including one about covering himself in Vaseline and pretending to be a slug. When they leave their laptops unattended, just like get on there and be like, Hey guys, anybody got any quick home remedies for explosive diarrhea? Uh, I think the last time I got hacked was like when I was like 11 and I had Bebo. Frapes, like Facebook rapes. Somebody hacked into my Facebook page and wrote, I'm your biggest fangela. Like it's a pun out of my name. Nash from the pod. And um, sometimes I leave my Facebook on and he writes poo and bum. I I guess everyone's had the, like they've left their Facebook logged in and someone's put something nasty in their status. Do you have any advice for people who've been hacked, how to like recover from that? Um, so A, not making myself a target. Yeah, I'm going to be kind of cynical. I don't really think anyone needs to be online, to be completely frank. I have absolutely no presence on the internet at all. I don't want to be hacked. Please, no one hack me. Be really, really anal on your privacy settings because I would just make sure that I log out of my Facebook each time and I have a super safe password with like capital letters and like numbers and exclamation marks and question marks so he can never guess my password. Is your password poo? I can't tell you that. Roll with it, roll with the punches, it's happened if it's funny, like be like, oh yeah, that was great. You know, make fun of yourself if that's happened. You know, don't sort of be like, oh, defensive. It just won't work. So from hacking to something much sweeter, literally. This week on Science Fair, Joe and new recruit Swanya catch up with PhD candidate and three-minute thesis finalist Susan Ireland to find out about her research on artificial sweeteners. Have a listen. Sugar. It's everywhere. Research has shown that people can get addicted to sugar. Our brains crave sugar. Everyone knows that too much sugar is not good for you. But food without sugar just tastes bad. Companies have tried to counter this by adding artificial sweeteners. Take Coca-Cola for example. They went from regular Coke, to Diet Coke, to Coke Zero, to Coke Life. I mean, what even is Coke Life? But exactly how good or bad are artificial sweeteners for us? We spoke to a student who's doing research on just that at UNSW. I'm Susan Island and I'm a PhD candidate working in the School of Medical Sciences and the School of Chemistry. Susan wants to find out which alternative sweeteners are the healthiest for us by looking at how the cells in our bodies respond to them. Our body knows when we're eating sweeteners because we have sweet taste receptors in our cells 
And everybody probably knows that we can detect sweet taste in our mouth whenever we eat. But what a lot of people probably don't know is that we also have sweet taste receptors throughout our gut. So our stomach cells and the cells in our intestines, they can all detect sweet taste. So to test this out in the lab, Susan grows cells in flasks and petri dishes to mimic our stomach cells and then performs experiments on them to see how they react. So I'll be using fluorescent dyes and making the cells glow and measuring how intense they grow, glow and that will tell us what's happening to the cells. The cells send signals to each other through molecules they send out. They're called messenger molecules. So I'll be measuring different messenger molecules to, to find out what the cells are telling each other. So we want to find out what happens when our stomach cells find out that there's sweeteners in our stomach. And that hopefully will give us an indication of what impacts that might have on our health, if any. So the cells in our stomachs and intestines communicate with each other. And maybe sweeteners play a role in altering this communication, or maybe not. But in terms of overall health, what does this mean for you and me? I think it would help us all to make healthier food choices. I think it, most people probably know that it's not a good idea to eat jelly beans for breakfast. But what we may not know is what's healthier. Are we better off having sugar or should we be having you know, sweet and low or sucralose, which is splendor, or any other kind of sweeteners? Are they more healthy than sugar or are they just as bad? Well, according to my dad, they are worse than bad. After having friends over, my dad would collect all the leftover soft drink and its sweetener associates and use it as a recipe to clean the bathroom drains and pipes. He insisted that sweeteners were carcinogenic. The funny thing was that he was so serious about this that we never asked for a source. We asked Susan, who's a bit more of an expert on this than Joe's dad, to dispel some of these myths for us. Well, the most important thing to know is that all sweeteners that are approved for use in foods, they've all undergone gone stringent testing in order to gain that approval. It's easy for us to access information, but it's also easy to access misinformation and rumours and things that aren't true as well. So it's really important that people learn to think for themselves and be able to decide what's true and what isn't. Not even just limited to sweeteners, but there's a lot in the media saying sugar in general is bad for us. I'm sure by now you've heard of the no sugar fad. And you know how the media picks up news like wildfire so much that we usually can't trust the tabloids. But in this case, maybe awareness is a good thing. I've noticed lately there's just been so many documentaries on TV about sugar and our health. And I found that really interesting. And I think it's important because it gets people thinking about conventional wisdom that they've been taught like over many decades we've been taught that fat is bad you must eliminate all fat from your diet and now we hear that oh fat is actually essential and having this information out in the public gets people to question what they're being told and I think that's really important. Susan recently won the People's Choice Award for presenting her project in just three minutes at the Faculty of Medicine's postgrad research competition. Now, what this also means is that she's a finalist in the university-wide three-minute thesis competition coming up in a couple of weeks. We asked Susan what it was like having to condense your entire PhD project down to just 180 seconds. Well, it took a little more than three minutes to prepare. 
but it was a very good exercise for me in clarifying my project goals and what I aim to achieve. And I'm very glad I did it early on in my PhD as well, because now I can go through the, the next few years with a clearer understanding of what I'm trying to achieve. I think keeping in mind the bigger picture will be very important over the next few years. Cool. So UNSW's three-minute thesis finals are on Wednesday the 23rd of September, and they showcase research not just from science, but from every single faculty across the university. So if you're an undergrad thinking about getting into research, or if you'd like to support your fellow postgrads, come along to the Leighton Hall Scientia so if you're an undergrad thinking about getting into research, or if you'd just like to support your fellow postgrads, come along to Leighton Hall Scientia, 4.30pm on the 23rd of September. Up next, some more sage advice from everyone's favourite odd couple. It's time for PB&J. So Patrick, how's the power of positivity working out for you? Times change, I get bored easily. I'm all about the power of pragmatism now, Jared. That's depressing. Not as depressing as you telling me that you want to be a contestant on The Bachelorette. There's room for one more dude in that house. And if Sam will have me, one more man in her heart. Our first question is from Jay, who studies business. Jay says, I'm trying to grow a beard, but it's just not coming together. How long before I give up and shave? Patrick, you're a bearded man. Bit ginger, but still a beard. Tell Jay what it's all about. Jay, having a beard is like being Ash in Pokemon. To have one is your real test, to train it is your cause. If you're the kind of man who'd turn around and head back to Professor Oak before you've even reached Cerulean City, then fine. I'll be in the Pokemon League, stroking my beard, and you'll be sitting at home in Pallet Town. Uh, what I think Patrick is trying to say is, give it time. And if you just can't grow a beard, don't worry, the sky's the limit for people without beards. Actually, Neil Armstrong went to the moon clean-shaven, so there are literally no limits for beardless people. Our next question is from Karina, who studies fine arts. She asks, is September too early to begin preparing for Christmas? Definitely. December 24th is too early to be preparing for Christmas. I don't like gingerbread, I don't like tinsel, and I definitely don't like Christmas decorations being available before spring has even started. Patrick, you're a Grinch. But you might actually be right. Christmas is too commercial now. By all means, start your shopping early so you're not trapped in a Westfield being trampled by trolleys on Christmas Eve. But let's not forget what the holiday is all about. That's right, getting free things from people you've tricked into caring about you. Our next question is from Dave in Engineering. He says, I like watching UFC, but some of my friends think it's too violent. Is there any way I can convince them otherwise? Convince them that MMA isn't violent? I know we're great at what we do, but we can't work miracles. It's a violent sport. If they don't like it, they don't have to watch. Maybe show them an even more violent sport, so by comparison watching UFC is a light-hearted romp of a Sunday afternoon. Something like ice hockey or, I don't know, water polo gets pretty rowdy, I think. Well, that's all we have time for this week. You sound like Porky Pig saying that's all, folks. Well, I have a life to lead, so that is all. If you have questions for us, send them to the pod at arc.unsw.edu.au. We'll change your life. And as always, if you have any questions of your own that need answering, be sure to send them our way at the pod at arc.unsw.edu.au. And this brings us to the last segment of the week, a new segment nonetheless, from pod volunteer Nico. So without any further ado, here is Sports with Nico. Okay, so I thought the way this would work was we'd open every show with a joke. It didn't necessarily have to be sports related, but uh, what's a funny joke? Newcastle Knights. <laughs> 
So welcome to Sports with Nico. I'm Nico. To my left, we've got my best mate and sidekick, Franco. And hey, to my up? other left, we've got the main man, our residential sports nut. Joining us is Nash. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, Hello. guys. Long time no see. Yep. This is obviously our first show, so it's awkward doesn't even begin to describe it. Uh, with neither of us having been on radio before, Franco. I don't know what I'm doing here, actually. Like, I'm an engineer, so. Oh, yeah, oh, no. Oh, no, sorry, no, no, sports, though. No, sorry, sports. Man. sorry for no, taking no, up your time. No, give me the sports. Let's talk banter. Let's go. So, ladies and gentlemen, listening on your laptops, phones, tablets, CD players, cassette tapes, or the odd cup and string, this is how it will work every week. The two of us idiots and Nash will come together and talk about the main issues in sport with whatever else I can think of. We'll have weekly segments, which will be revealed later, along with challenges and quizzes that we will film with a 75% chance of hilarity. I like those odds. Great odds. (laughs) Simpsons odds. So this week, I thought I'd start us off with a few easy topics, some of the more obvious topics in sport and the biggest story of the week or Australian sporting history, in fact. Jared Hayne, gentlemen. Honestly, I'm proud of him. Like, to leave his career in rugby league at his prime and go into a completely mm. different sport that's something that it's very bold it's a very bold yeah, yeah, yeah. brave move i think to go from somewhere so secure to something that's mm. totally unknown but then to excel in it in such mm. such a such a way yeah i think what a lot of people forget is that he is our reigning dalian medalist like he is he was the best yeah, player exactly. in like, the game he was right at his now. prime and then he chose to just throw literally it all away oh here's a question gamble. for you if you're at the top of your game would you leave it all behind to try something totally different yeah that's the thing i think it's like um he chose to give up that security of of just being good at what he is and choose to go after his dream because after all he did mention that one of his dreams was playing nfl yeah but to live i mean it's just so bold so courageous i mean he's left he's left what money security he walked away from the the biggest reportedly the biggest rugby league deal in history, yeah. money-wise, to go f- to the other side of the world, one bloke, one small apartment, waiting for a paycheck every week, just to chase a dream. It's bold. Yeah, that's anyway, why I'm proud of him. Yeah, know? absolutely. Anyway, guys, all this talk about Hayne, it's got me thinking about other successful sporting crossovers. Mm-hmm. Israel Folau comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Any of the other successful stories? Well, yeah, I was actually I was surprised to hear that it wasn't just in the movie Space Jam, but Michael Jordan actually did, actually play. did play baseball. No, yeah. we're talking successful stories, man. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan copped a lot of flag from his uh, 1994 baseball career, but you know he was a three-time NBA champion mm, before true. he made the transition. Um, so that's he was at the top of his game. And then after he made another transition, yeah, back, he came back. He, he won three, another three, three times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But what I think is that from go from being the top of your game, probably being the t- best in the world, mm. he was. He was. To then go to play a sport that he hadn't played comp- competitively for like ten years is a uh, that's a huge achievement. Yeah. Even if yeah. even if you know you only got three <laughs> home runs and <laughs> no, they, they, there are a lot of parallels between this and Hayne's story. I and think so too. It mm. is yeah, it is phenomenal. Speaking of Hayne, guys, mm. the sheer amount of Facebook posts oh on his gosh. story from yeah. all these different publications is just astronomically annoying. Yeah. Well, I'd say it calls for its own segment to, to solidify just how crazy it is. Yes, that's why we brought in what I like to call Hain Count. It's Hain Count! Dude, what was that? <laughs> uh, don't worry, we'll make that sound good. We'll put music under it, it'll sound great. Yeah, right, Nash? Right. <laughs> yeah. so, well, anyway, so each week we're going to be checking out how many times various publications, Fox, ESPN, are posting about Jared Hain. Now, this happened last week 
So tell me a little bit what happened last week, Nico. Well, last week um, I counted manually, just on one given day over 24 hours, how many posts Fox Sports Australia did about yeah. Hayne. And how many did they do? They did 30, and of that 30, 14 alone were about one man. So pretty much half of what they posted that so day. So this was before he got signed. And you have to remember that that day, our cricket captain retired and Usain Bolt remained the fastest man in the world. Yeah. And they still posted all about Hain. But to be fair, Michael Clark is performing badly. Whereas <laughs> Hain oh, come is. on. Not harsh. Enough. Harsh. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have that number for you next week. Anyway, Franco. Yes. I believe you've got some breaking news from the Boomers camp. I don't know where you got that from because I don't. Oh, um, alright, uh, we'll go to a break. Uh, we don't have breaks, dude. What do you mean there's no breaks with no advertising? There's, there's How no are we breaks, financially no sustainable? We, no. But I, I am still getting paid for this, right? And that's just about all we have time for this week. Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you next time. See ya.